Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon. And Kelvin. Kelvin, yay! yay. Good morning everyone. <laughs> Kelvin joins us for the show today. He has a section on obscure passages of the Bible that we're going to be looking at. Um, but we know this, and we can prophesy all this, not because we are prophets, but because we are... On the delayed broadcast. On the delayed broadcast. The delayed you are broadcast. on the delayed broadcast. We're not. Yeah. You are. Yeah. So this show's already happened. It happened yesterday, maybe the day before, and uh, we are playing it happened on it back Monday. for you. Yeah, happen- it happened on Monday. Yeah, it happened the 17th. on Monday. So it's not just me. Sometimes I feel a bit delayed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not just <laughs> Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Calvin, of course, joined us partway through the show and he stuck around to do the broad- delayed broadcast intro with us and we're very happy about that. Um, stay tuned. We do have a great show coming up for you today. We discuss all kinds of things. We get ourselves into a bit of trouble. We actually had a... We, had a we talk about tattoos. We do talk about tattoos and, and Do you have a tattoo? And uh, and what that means. Do you want to show your tattoo? <laughs> uh, we discussed some really, really cool news coming out of Scotland and some coming out of Australia. Uh, we talk about a, a, some parents who sent their child blind, yes. who blinded their kid. In, Pretty in, serious story. In a way that a lot, I think a lot of parents don't realize they're doing it today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, just a real, real... Crack over a show. Yeah. We do we do get some things wrong. Uh, we probably should remind you, as we always do, how to listen to the live show if you are listening to the, 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 the delayed broadcast. And that is by going to faithfm.com.au and pressing play, live show right there, or grabbing the TuneIn radio app. Make sure you get the free version, download it onto your phone, and then just simply run it through your car stereo system either by an aux cord, a tape insert, a Bluetooth, um, yeah, or play it in your tractor. Yeah, there's many ways you can play your it. Your bulldozer, yeah. excavator. Uh-huh. Just through your earphones when you're having uh-huh. a jog, doing the dishes. Road roller. Yep, driving around in your car. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many, many ways Grader. to live show. <laughs> Scraper. Yep. Any more, Lyle? Podcast it. Listen, delay. Let me think. Okay, riding a motorbike. Some motorbikes you can do that. Okay, yeah. Or snowmobile. Uh, have you seen those motorbikes in America where it has like a sound system and it, it bl- just blasts? It just blasts out. out. So yeah. when it pull up at the lights, yeah, they yeah. just blast uh, everybody. The whole intersection uh-huh, gets uh-huh. to hear it. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> these are the people who think that everybody has the same taste in yeah, music as yeah, they do. Yeah. And they're like, the world is so privileged. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your Elvis DJ. Uh, yeah, I have seen that happen. Uh, I took a video of it happening one time in Fresno, California. Very funny. Uh, anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> a really great show coming up for you right now. Hope you're having a wonderful day. By the mark where the nails have been By the sun upon his precious skin I will know my Savior when I come to Him by the mark where the nails have been.
precious skin. I will know my Savior when I come to Him by the mark where the nails have been. By the mark where the nails have been. You're listening to The Wells Family with By the Mark here on Faith FM. It is time for our first clue for the quiz of the day. Yes, and to what do I, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide, do I like a hard one or an easy one? It is Monday, brains are mushy. What do you reckon, Lyle? Oh, my reason? brain is fresh and sharp. Okay, we'll do an easy one then. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, let me think. Mm, now nah, we'll do a hard one. Nah. Oh, the man. radio show will be over, Mon, by the time you make up your decision about mm. the quiz. So is... Um, you're, <laughs> Okay, just just read number one. Okay, You're okay, looking at a clue, okay. just read the clue. Okay, just okay, read okay, the clue. Okay, okay, okay. Read right. the clue. We're going to do the easy one, but I'm going to rearrange the clues so they're harder. There we go. Middle ground. Love it. <laughs> oh, wow. My hair is not looking good right now. Oh, for those of you who want to look at my disgusting hair, go on Instagram. <laughs> Faith FM has an Insta account. It's Faith FM Live, uh, lowercase one word. And you can watch uh, not only my disgusting morning hair, uh, you can also uh, look back over the clues that we've had for the quiz and listen to them over and over again. And uh, you can have a little bit of sneak peek what happens behind the scenes in our studio. So here we go. Who am I? Clue number one. I lied to the Lord. That's all you're getting. I lied to the Lord. Hmm. Hmm. There's quite a few liars in the Bible, though. Oh, Lyle's actually taking a stab at it. He's taking a stab at it. He has it wrong. Wait, what is that even? Let me have a look at what that... Yeah, I've spelt it wrong, but you get the idea. I really don't. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to say there. (laughs) Maybe just write it again. Yeah, I still don't know what you're trying to write. I don't. It's not right, though. Don't worry. It's not right. It's not right. Okay, so this Give person, us a call this person if, did lie to God. There's many people that lied to God in the Bible. Uh, Give us a call if you yeah, think you know which one it is. The them. number to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text your answers to 0491-064-669. Let us know if you want bragging rights uh, or if you'd actually like the prize because you're more than welcome to call up just to have a gloat over Lyle. No, not that person. I'll just hold up the Bible to me and that's not the right person. Just get the spelling correct there. Yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. It's not that one, so go for a different one. Uh, what have we got for positively <laughs> different news? I've got to know which one you just Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, I've got some really cool news, Lyle. Maybe I should give that out as a clue. It is not... No, don't. A person whose name starts with... Don't say that. The letter. Don't say that. And ends with... Don't say that. Ends with... Because what if it is someone who starts with that letter? Then you're going to ruin it for everyone. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, don't say anything, Lyle Southwell. <laughs> I, can, I can say as much Just as I want to say. Just throw it to me for the good news. <laughs> nah, I think we'll do <laughs> negative news. What have you got for negative news this morning, Mon? Nothing, because it's all good. Uh, this is such good news, Lyle. Get this right. I didn't even know this was happening, but the UK uh, had a challenge that they set for their local governments, um, and what they did was they had a... A tree planting challenge. And the Scottish government just ballparked it. They did an amazing job. So they had a, they had a goal of planting 10, at least 10,000 hectares every year, but particularly last year, 2018, of new trees. Um, and they've just announced that they surged past this goal 
by planting over 22 million trees last year. That's a lot of trees. That's a lot of trees. This is so good. So it equates to roughly 11,200 hectares or 43 square miles, for those who still think it's square miles, uh, of new forestry being added in one year alone. In one year alone. Um, so the like, Scottish forestry, what's it called? The Scottish forestry industry has absolutely outstripped the rest of the UK. Um, 84% of it all took place, new planting took place in Scotland. Um, this is really great. Um, and do you know why? Like, I didn't realize this. Hang on, where's this? Here we go. In Scotland alone, around 9.5 million tons of CO2 each year are removed from the atmosphere by the forests. Wow. That's incredible. That's huge. 9.5 million tons of CO2 being taken out of the air by their tree planting. So they're saying this is, you know, this is why, um, you know, increasing tree planting is such an important step in the fight against climate change. And um, I think this is great. I, I can't believe a, a government can get behind something like this and push it so hard and actually plant 22 million trees. Well, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because we have this war on plastic, right? Yes. Which is just destroying our planet left, right and centre. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the great uh, replaces for plastic is paper. Yeah. Now, you know, some years ago, of course, we had a war on paper because of all of our trees, trees were getting yep. cut down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sort of sitting there thinking to myself, you know, you can't really win in this environment. But then the thought also crossed my mind is, okay, I wonder how much paper and how many trees we've actually saved since uh, the digital revolution mm-hmm. because everything was done on paper before and now, you know, 90% of what we used to do on paper is done digitally. And so surely that's making an impact somewhere along the line. And so if we replace everything, you know, now the difference between paper, of course, and plastic is that paper is a renewable resource, whereas plastic is a fossil uh, resource. And so it's only going to last X amount of time and then it's going to disappear anyway. Well, it's never going to disappear because it's always going to be floating around in the environment. Mm-hmm. So these thoughts were all going around and around and around in my mind. And I thought, well, we're cutting down the trees to make paper so that we don't use plastic. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Which direction do we go here? But you've come up with a solution. No, this government has come up with a solution right here. What's that? Well, I mean, to, to be honest, though, Lyle, like I have to admit, I do think the the convenience revolution that we've entered into since the 50s is actually what the real problem is. Like, you know, the problem of how do we get our groceries home from the store? Is it paper or is it plastic? And then both of those options actually ruin the environment one way or another. Like the real solution is, to, you know, grow your own food. Like you don't have to, you don't have to get a plastic bag to go outside and pick your apples off your trees. Just like they used to before we all went into like the atomic... A convenience revolution. Yeah, the the solution to getting your groceries home from from uh, from the supermarket is a thing Grow called hands. Yeah, in your garden we have them. Grow your lettuce in your Use garden. Use them. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I'm interested to see how you think that the, the Scottish government has solved this. Do you mean like just planting more trees? Yeah, so planting more trees out? is that um, you know, the more trees there are in the world, then okay, there's trees being cut down in other places, which are. You know, reducing the amount yeah. of carbon dioxide that can be removed from the I do think environment. It's a better option. So it kind of counteracts it. If a bit, doesn't we it? can farm animals to the extent that we have with animal agriculture, I definitely believe that we can farm trees. Yeah, I think we should replace uh, animal agriculture with tree agriculture. Absolutely, and then we can chop down the trees and regrow them over and over again as much as we like to make as much paper bags. It's a renewable as we want. resource. Yeah, exactly. And once they're done with the paper bags, they're completely biodegradable. Or we can use them for kindling or recycle our fires. Them. Yeah, or that. Yeah. Or paper mache, you know, <laughs> or spitballs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so and good yes. on you, Scotland. 
very impressed with your tree planting. Twenty-two million trees. Environment is going to going to pot because of spitballs. <laughs> um, by the way, Scotland has no plans on stopping now. Um, they're actually planning to increase uh, their eleven. 1,200 hectares that they planted last year to at least 15,000 hectares a year starting by at least um, 2024. So that is very, ins- until, very significant. Yeah, yeah, it's only five years away and like that's an extra 1,000 hectares a year they're going to add each year. So 22 million. I'm so did impressed. You, did you, you used to, you used to um, shoot spitballs in class when you were a kid. What? I don't need Lyle. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking uh-huh. about. What's a spitball? Yeah. Um. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing, Lyle. I wonder whether kids know, know, know these days know what a spitball is. Oh, I wonder. I wonder whether they have an app on their phone that they can shoot spitballs Oh, with. I'm sure it's like highly illegal because it's like a weapon and it's so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might lose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> what did you shoot your spitball through? A pen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It shoot, we, we're always... Kids someone, you see, you get someone to shoot a red one up onto the whiteboard. Uh-huh. And then everybody has to see how close they can get the white one to the red one. Wild <laughs> Southwell, that's disgusting. Without, without the teacher actually seeing what was going on. That was, kids that was always the kids plan. Kids don't have pens these days, Lyle. They all have keyboards. That's what I'm saying. You what are they? spitball through I'm, a keyboard. I'm sure... I, I, I work to, with I work with some young My son girls, is in the studio out there. I should invite him in and ask him whether they even know what spitballs are and whether they ever shot them while they were in school. Yeah. Well, what do you need a pen for? You got to keep He is your son, so I reckon there might be a pen. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, just in the last minute that we have on air, uh, did you realize that in Australia, um, researchers have developed a new technique for making concrete out of non-recyclable glass? Concrete out of glass. Yeah, so rather than ending up in, in landfill, non-recyclable glass is soon going to be a cheaper new so ingredient. So now you're going concrete. to be able to see through your slab. No, it's just an ingredient. So it's like, uh, you know, non-recyclable glass has been turned back into sand, basically. Well, they, f- they ground it up, right? They yeah, ground it up okay. and they just can... Use it for sand. Yeah, they can use it specifically to make polymer concrete, um, you know, particularly... Uh, the resins and stuff like that. So it replaces a lime type cement as a binder for roads. It replaces lime. Yeah. How cool is How that? How do you have concrete without lime? No, I don't know, but the it's Australians that have done it, good old Australians, and they're researching and they're meddling around with stuff, but it's great that we can find ways. I, I truly believe that we can find a purpose, a repurpose for everything that can't break down. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. good enough at finding uses for stuff, so yeah. Anyway, this is Sandra McCracken with Almighty God. We'll be right back after this song with our interview in the studio with Calvin. Oh, no, we're not. We're waiting for... <laughs> Lyle, we'll do your use first. How about that? Almighty God, do you all hearts are open? Search and know our thoughts and anxious fears. Wash us in the fountain of your
That was Andrew McCracken with Almighty God here on Faith FM. And Mon, we need to have another clue for our quiz as we welcome uh, Kelvin into the studio. Kelvin's joining us for the interview, but he's arrived early enough, so uh, I'll welcome him now. Welcome, Kelvin. Good morning. Happy to be here. Okay, Kelvin uh, comes on every now and then to bring us all of the weird, wacky, uh, wonderful and obscure things in the Bible. It's his area of specialty. Um, so he'll be bringing that ju- that to us during the uh, during the interview section. But anyway, Mon, what have you got for us there? Okay, so just just in case you weren't listening, Kelvin, because you're probably walking into the studio at the time. The first clue of our "Who am I?" was I liked the Lord, and the second clue. Let me just pick out the highest clue. Okay, here we go. I died in Hebron at the age of 127. Who is that? Tell me the answer and I will send you the prize. Lyle is scribbling out names. He's not writing anything in particular. Anybody else in the studio? Don't say it out loud. Okay, no no one knows the answer. Oh, do you know what? I forgot to tell the producer the answer so she can... Okay, there you go. Yes, so give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call or text us on 0491-064-669. I'm still struggling with this one. You said you were going to give us an easy one for the Monday morning. Look, I said I was going to give you the easy one, but I was going to rearrange the clues so they're harder. Do you have an answer for this one, Kelvin? No. No, not yet. Yeah, here you go. If you can tell me the answer before Lyle gets it, dear listeners, I will give you double prizes. Double prizes on a Monday. What a great way to start a week, Lyle. Double prizes on Uh, a Monday. Everybody's brains are going to be asleep today. Nobody's going to be calling through. You watch. Anyway, um, a couple in China have uh, just blinded their child. What? Yeah. Why? Um, They gave their toddler a smartphone. Blinded the kid. How? Well, basically what happened was uh, is that um, they – where's my notes here? Here they are. Um, Their child is now two years old. They gave the child the smartphone at the age of one. And it basically – this little girl, it became the only thing that would calm her. And so rather than parenting their child, they would just hand their child a smartphone and as a result of that, she developed, uh, it created severe myopia, which is short-sightedness with an angle of, and those who are uh, eye doctors and optometrists and so forth will understand this, an angle of 900 degrees, uh, which is irreversible, and she's been legally blinded by using a smartphone from too young of an age for too much. Oh my goodness, that is terrible. Big warning I, right there. I even know I had the capacity to do that. Well, I, I didn't either, I guess, but, you know, you get a little, a little kid and they're staring at it, you know, up close, that bright screen and all the rest, and there you go. Um, so the, the Australian recommendation stage, yes. for children is two hours screen, ti- screen time per day. It's still too much. But a recent study in the United States has shown that two hours of screen time for a child can dangerously change the child's brain structure. Whoa. Yeah, so you've got some conflicting reports there. Um, and I tend to think that the Australian recommendation is going to change soon and mm. drastically in relationship to that. You know, I survived childhood quite fine without a smartphone. Same, same. Yeah, all three of us, you did. Yeah, but it's, you, it's amazing how you can live without a smartphone. You do have to look at it in context because none of our friends had smartphones either. And I think if your friends had had smartphones and you hadn't, your childhood would have had like a bit of a blight on it. A bit of a FOMO happening. But. Having said I, that, yeah. researchers have given the date of 2012 um, as the year in which childhood finally vanished in Western societies. Are you serious? Childhood vanished in 2012 as a result of screens. Oh, 
That because you know, crazy. you think you think uh, you think a, a child with a screen can get access to any kind of adult material they want of the most extreme nature. Do you think there's going to be one day coming? You know how they eventually introduced, um, you know, underage drinking and and cigarette laws, age laws. Do you think there eventually I think there be is. a law? Wait, I think there is. I think I think that's going to have to happen sooner or later. Particularly when you look at another study which has shown that uh, childhood depression spiked. Uh, has spiked since 2011 and has not backed off. Yeah. And the only thing that changed, um, according to this research, um, you know, in that year was um, children receiving smartphones and parenting practices in relationship to smartphones. Because we don't let them drive, we don't let them drink, we don't let them smoke alcohol. I, I, I'm beginning to think I've that never smoked alcohol. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a foolish thing to do as well. Don't smoke alcohol either. Don't smoke anything. Um, I think it'd be great if if we just had a law saying kids under eighteen can't have phones, smartphones. They're gonna have like you know Nokia's the dummy phones, but not smartphones. Yeah. Okay. So we had a friend who turned up at our house last night. Um, to visit and uh, we hadn't had him over for ages and so he had uh, followed the blue line to get to our place and had come using a nav man. Who remembers the nav man? Is that a bit like a tom-tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tom-tom, the nav man. You remember those things? Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, being a nav man and uh, being some pretty old technology, it had led him up the garden path. Not only the garden path, but the bush path. He had arrived at our place via... A dirt track through the national park. <laughs> That's dead serious. Love us, it. us who live a kilometre off the freeway, <laughs> and hey, the nav man had gone. Car. Yes, I'll find you the shortest route. You follow it through this dirt track, and he was scraping the belly of his car on all of the uh, water bars and um, having quite the adventure getting there. But the reason he was using his nav man is that he has just gone on a digital detox for three months. Three months. And he has gone and bought himself a $20 dumb phone. Wow. Wow. Yes. How's he going with that? When did he, he is, start? He is three weeks in, but he did have a very interesting reaction from the people in the shop where he bought his phone from. He's like, I want a phone that can't connect to the internet. And they're like, you want what? <laughs> you know, he's a young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, you know, definitely a millennial. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so we're going interview to interview him at the end of the three months and see how he went and see what oh, changes it, it has made to his life. Yeah, do you know, do you know what he should do, Lyle? Right. He should go to an optometrist and get his eyes checked before and after. That's mm. an interesting thought as well. Mm. And we know an optometrist, so he could go get that done. We do indeed. Mm. Anyway, wow. anyway, 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 I have another story here. What's this story? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yes. Religious upbringing. The result of a religious upbringing research from the Harvard, Harvard School of Public Health has just uh, released uh, information on the effects of religious upbringing for children um, and during this one, they uh, controlled for uh, 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 maternal health, um, socioeconomic status, uh, history of substance abuse, and history of depression amongst the parents. Um, and then they followed the children through their lives, and they found that if you grow up in a religious home where you practice religion on a weekly basis, like for instance, you know, in a Christian context, that would mean going to church once a week. Mm-hmm. So uh, weekly religious practitioners are eighteen percent. This is this is children 
once they re- reach adulthood. Yep, so yep. from 18 plus. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, 18% happier, 29% more likely to volunteer in the community, 33% less likely to use drugs, 40% less likely to contract an STI, and 30% less likely to have teen sex. Wow. That's really not surprising at all. No. I don't know why that's surprising. It's not. It's nice to see it yeah. in some secular research, though. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, if you're a secular person and you want your kids to grow up healthy and happy, give them a religious upbringing. So yeah. you know what? I'm just going to pick a religion and we're going to do this once a week. You don't even have to believe in it. Well, I think you probably do, actually, for this yeah. to work. Yeah, but I mean, still. But give them a religious upbringing. Yeah, take them along to church. And they are going to be happier, healthier. Um, and better contributors to society. This really comes down to our Bible study last week where we talked about, you know, cycles, um, you know, within culture and how that, you know, people will, you know, people who are religious become productive in society and then... Um, and then their children, and then by the time you get to the third generation, you know, that wanes off, and you have a generation or several generations of very low socioeconomic uh, status coming through before people turn back to religion again. You get this cycle going back and forth. You have, you know, several generations that follow God, followed by several generations who don't, followed by several generations who do. Poison and the antidote. Well, I'd, either which way, I definitely think our listeners, if they're considering it, they should definitely give their kids, um, you know, the opportunity to learn Christian values as they grow up, and uh, and take them along to church is a great a great place to start. So yeah, visit one more real quick story. This is uh, something you can buy from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop organization. It's an elixir which is called Vampire Repellent. It has Reiki in it, sound waves, moonlight, and love, and apparently it keeps bad people away. Not quite so sure about. The success of that one um, seems very odd and strange and uh, spiritual to me. But anyway, this is Andrew Peterson with Cane and Bound. You're listening to Faith FM. Trembled at the voice of God A 
voice of love and thunder deep. With love he means to save us all, and love has chosen you and me. Long after we are dead and gone, for a thousand years our tale be sung. That was Andrew Peterson with Canaan Bound here on Faith FM. Mon, another clue for our quiz. Yes, We're trying to figure out who this person is that lied to God. It's not the famous one, the famous liars to God. It's um, Maybe it is a famous one. All right, here we go. This is our third clue. God told my husband to listen to whatever I said to him. <laughs> I love the blanks. Is there such a verse in the Bible? Oh, there's so many why, why would, blanks. Why would in that this verse? Right why now? would that verse even exist in the Bible? La 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 la. la. <laughs> this ties in with the uh, sin of Adam. What was the sin of Adam? What was the sin of Adam? Oh. Well, I think we should stop talking about it because I'm pretty nervous that someone's going <laughs> to drop, drop the. Because you never know; you might have just given it away. So you might have just. Yeah. Yeah, the Bible doesn't say that. Bible doesn't say that. Look how confused. No, the so Bible, Adam was not. Adam was not be, born, was not buried in Hebron. Well, good thing you know that he was. He was buried in the antediluvian world. Anyway, give us a call us, if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. All right. So uh, joining us in the studio is the uh, the master of everything weird, wonderful, wacky, and obscure in the Bible. Uh, welcome to the show, Kelvin. Morning. Now, Kelvin, uh, you're a regular listener to Faith FM as well as a semi-regular contributor. We are, we are. Um, He's also Donald Duck. <laughs> he is also Donald Duck. He's this a- is true. I understand you won a prize. Yes, and I have a wonderful uh, article sitting at home in pride of place on the <laughs> kitchen bench because of it. <laughs> yeah. So, those of you who don't know, of course, this, over this weekend, uh, Maitland Church, the church that we go to, had um, its trivia and costume party. Um, you had to come as something starting with the letter D, and Calvin here came as Donald Duck and won first prize for the men's he costume. Du- du- double, du- doubled up as Donald Duck. Double yeah. D right there. Yeah, Donald and, Duck. Uh, His wife came as Daisy Duck. They're an adorable so they, couple. So, so, uh, so that was actually triple. Look, triple, tr- triple the uh, the theme. Yeah, yep. love it. 
Yes. Anyway, Kelvin, what have you got for us this morning? In fact, we just had a phone call. We had a phone call, interestingly enough, where somebody actually asked about tattoos. And I understand that on your list of weird, wonderful, obscure, and wacky things in the Bible, you have something about tattoos. Is that right? Yes. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Okay. Um, it refers to tattoos, and it says that you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh or print any marks upon your, on your skin. I'm the Lord your God. So it's referring to ancestral worship. Yes. And worshipping the dead. As, yes. As far as I can tell. That's right. But the New Living Translation has an interesting uh, slant on it. It says, do not cut your bodies and do not mark or scar your skin with tattoos. Actually goes into a little bit more detail. Oh. There you go. So it's wow. not just talking about tattoos. It's scarring as well. Why do you think God doesn't want us to do that? That's a good question. I, this is this is my thoughts on it. We are created in the image of God. I mean, there's a religious aspect to this. There's definitely a religious aspect yep. to this. And I've got many good friends who are Christians and who have tattoos and you know that kind of thing. But there's you know and and there's no question that what the Bible is talking about in this particular instance directly relates to um, the worship of idols and ancestor worship. However. I do believe that we were each created in the image of God. And often when we look in the mirror, we don't really see the image of God there, but God does, and we should be happy and satisfied with that. And why should we, you know, if if God built, the Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and if God was to come down here and build a temple uh, right here in Newcastle, and we started to go and paint graffiti on the outside and uh, scratch up the outside of it, I don't think God would be that pleased with it. No. In fact, God actually tells us to write on our bodies. Oh, but he actually says to write it on the inside. Ah, in so what? Head. What is it that we are to write on the inside? Um, scripture, like scripture. Yeah, the word of God is to be written. Oh, like write it in your hearts. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get yeah, it. Write it in your and heart. the law of God. The law of God. Yep. So does yeah. that make tattooing a sin then? Mm, that's a controversial <laughs> question. <laughs> well, I encourage all my tattooed friends to call right now. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number, and give us your opinion. Because I, I could, I mean, you could argue that tattooing, right? Sorry, we're going off on a tangent. We are, but, but ta- that's right. Tattooing is like um, that's why Kelvin is here. Kelvin <laughs> is here for tangents. <laughs> you could, you could say that you know the tattooing that uh, is referred to in these verses, as you just said, is all about religious stuff, right? Because they were doing this for religious purposes. It's all worship. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that tattooing today is different to that. Like it's no longer, you know, in connection with um, some sort of religious uh, uh, practice, and therefore it's separate and it's different. It's evolved. You know, like just the same way Christmas has evolved, it's no longer about druids and yeah, washing you, you trees could, and stuff. You could, you could argue that. And so you could you could say, you know, and the cutting, like, you know, saying we cut out we cut out ears ears now for jewelry. So, you know, you could say tattooing and jewelry is all fine now. Because it's separated from what we Okay, but this is why I in. this is my personal opinion, this is why I choose not to have there's two reasons I choose not to have tattoos. Number one is I'm created in the image of God, I don't want to mess with what God made. Um, and it's also um, one of the reasons why I don't wear earrings. Um, and the second reason why I don't have tattoos is because they are a fad. And the problem with them is that they're going to be out of fashion in about 10 or 20 or 30 years' time, and you're still going to have it, and you're not going to be able to get rid of it. 
You know, you, you, you might choose to wear some strange article of clothing that is in fashion and it's great to be able to look back on it, you know, in 40 years' time like, oh, 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 I can't imagine, we'd look how we used to dress back then. But you can change what you dress right now. You can't change it once you've got a tattoo. I mean, you can, but it's really, really hard. It's there to stay. And painful and expensive. And, and of course, as you age... You know, it just doesn't look quite so amazing anymore. <laughs> Give us a call. Weigh in on what you think about tattoos and jewelry and cutting and tattooing your body, uh, marking your body, writing on your body. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Calvin, what else have you got there? Um, just continuing on, I'd, I'd be keen to know how Lyle uh, sees this working in with Revelation because in 30, chapter 13, verse 16, it says, And he causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark. And the same word, mark, tattoo, or a scar on his right hand. Mm. Ah, ooh, okay. So maybe, so ooh, maybe, maybe tattoos are the mark of the beast, Kelvin. <gasps> but no, what if tattoos you... are not the mark? Yeah, of the beast. Yeah, never mind. Just, what were you going to say? <laughs> also, but what if you get converted after you've already had a tattoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and then yeah. the, the Lord, the, the, that's that's between you and God. But uh, yes, that's interesting because my translation says it differently. My translation says in the right hand or in the forehead rather than on. Is there a difference between in and on? You know, that's worth looking into as well. It's true. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean like some sort of internal tattooing. It just, I think it's talking about... Yeah, once again, it's a... uh, Well, in Revelation chapter 13, it's talking about the issue of worship. And this is a sign of, uh, of true worship and who we worship. But I did not realize that there were so many verses in the Bible that had to deal with tattoos. What else have you got for us? You got anything else on, on this subject there, um, Kelvin? Not specifically on tattoos. I've got some other things. Yeah, like hit us with something else. Yep. Um, I can see a, a long I, list of uh, things. Yeah, yeah, go yep. ahead. You really like your Bibles. Mm-hmm. You haven't got a wicked Bible from 1611, have you? We don't have a wicked Bible. Do you no. have the French Douai Reims Bible? I somewhere that the okay the Douay Reims that's an English translation from the Latin Vulgate from correct. the Latin Vulgate yes yep I don't think I have one in my collection I have to may. add one ah. it's um a Catholic Bible that has the apocrypha in with it mm-hmm. um but a standard Bible other otherwise but the Douay Reims has got a couple of interesting little quirks about it okay. One of the things it describes is that um, Aaron and the children of Israel, seeing the face of Moses horned, were afraid to come near to Moses. So they describe Moses as having horns. And you've got a picture here on your phone of a statue in a church, obviously somewhere in the world, of Moses with horns. It's a statue of Moses in the... um, St. Peter's Church in Rome. Oh, St. Peter's Basilica. Wow. St. Peter's Church. Why don't yep. I have a photo of this? You should. I've been there like four times. <laughs> How have I missed that? I don't know, but it's really interesting. Why does the Bible talk about horns? That That is really weird. So they're saying this is like the uh, the incident where he comes off Mount Carmel with the Ten Commandments and they're saying that because the Bible says his face was shining. It. So now they're saying that his face was shining and he had some horns? Yes. I missed that completely. Okay, so how did that end up in the uh, Reims Douai Bible? Well, it's really interesting because the translation horns is accurate, but it's a mistranslation or misunderstanding in our modern era. Right. Horns, you've got to remember, are a symbol of power. Mm-hmm. Like when two animals went to battle, they actually transmitted their strength and their power 
through their horns. So an elk, an antelope, a dick dick, uh, many other a moose, various. A bongo, <laughs> an abex. Yep, yep. Go on for ages. <laughs> they would all go to battle and fight with their horns. So their power went and strength went through their horns. So when you see a picture of somebody with horns, the symbolism is that they, they have strength and they have power. Right. Okay, so that would be something to do with why in Habakkuk chapter 3 it talks about horns coming out of the hand of God. It would be the power oh. in the hand of God. Correct. Yep. So, you're, so they're saying that when Moses came off the mountain, he was imbued with power. Is that what they mean? Yes, yes. And what I find interesting, when you look at the JPS Tanakh Bible, it says Aaron yeah, and all the children of Israel. I've never heard of that one before. You haven't? It's a Jewish um, or Hebrew um, Correct to the Hebrew translation. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. It says that they beheld the skin of his face and it sent forth beams of light. Wow. And they were afraid to come nigh. So then I looked at that and thought, well, if one's correct, how can the other one be correct? Okay, beams of light make sense to me. And I can see how you would have uh, beams of light being described as horns. Mm-hmm. Um What's interesting, in, um, in in Habakkuk chapter 3, when it talks about horns coming out of his hand, it also carries the concept of beams of light. And it's like, okay, how do you have beams of light coming out of somebody's hand? You know, maybe there was light behind this person and it was shining through because they're... Mm. Or, or what, what is in the hands of Jesus? There are scars in the... The Bible says, and there was the hiding of his power. There's scars in the hands of Jesus. That's where his power is. But it shows that, it shows that his power shines through. Yeah. In the yeah. King James Version, it says, the Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses. They beheld the skin of his face shone. So there's another version or variation of that. So horns is correct. But between 400 and... I like, I like, I like the beams because beams of light is kind of halfway between yep. the two. Yes. And the other thing, with ancient man, they understood that uh, when you looked at something impressive, you know, you you would be really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stunned. Stunned, yeah, in awe. Mm-hmm. You stand there. Wow. You look at the Eiffel Tower, you're in awe. That's yes. amazing. Sydney yeah. Opera House, when you look at the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you're in awe. Like here are people looking at Moses and they were struck and in awe of Moses. So they, they saw his glory. So that's another way to interpret the word or the use of glory in the Bible. You're impressed. Mm. You're really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left. Have you got another one for us? Um, I have never heard of horns on the head of Moses before, so that's uh, definitely an obscure really one. Intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. Leaning Tower of Pizza. Have you okay, been, the leaning, the leaning have tower you of, been there? I've been I've to the not. Leaning Tower of Pisa, but I haven't Sorry, been to the Leaning pizza. Tower of Pizza. <laughs> I haven't been to either of those. Okay, the Leaning Tower of Pizza you can find at Domino's. I'd love them. Yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. That's, the, that's the one in Pisa. Yes, we do. What's interesting about the Leaning Tower of Pisa, um, there's a chapel that's right. right next to it, a cathedral, glorious uh-huh. cathedral. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful and then building. right next to that is, is a baptismal. another building. Uh-huh. A baptistry, you're correct. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty. Now, the reason why I started looking at this, because the pair of you were talking about baptism a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. So I just went off on a tangent started looking at it. And this church was one of the largest baptistries in its time. And the, this dome, a circular building that's offset to the tower and offset to the cathedral, um, could baptize 
hundreds of people. What was really interesting was it was full immersion baptism. That's right. They would baptize hundreds of people at the same time. You know, that big tank now has doors in the side of it because they actually walk into it rather than step down into it because they don't do immersion anymore. You know, they have adapted it to uh, be able to do sprinkling. And it's sort of, uh, you know, you you look at it there and you think, wow, that really kind of defeated the purpose of what baptism was all about. Um, And it's interesting that, you know, the further you go back in history, the more you find baptism by immersion. You know, this whole concept of sprinkling is not found anywhere in the Bible. Uh, but, of course, baptism by immersion is. And sprinkling, of course, you know, it, it really does defeat the purpose and destroy the whole concept of what baptism is is all about. But, yes, if you are planning to go to Italy and planning to go and see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I'm saying pizza now. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> no, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> then definitely go to the uh, cathedral there, amazing cathedral. Climb to the top of the tower, take some photos looking down. It's a little bit um, off-putting. And uh, and head across to the baptistry, and you will see where they once used to baptize. It used to have a very, very large pool of water right there in the middle of that baptistry. Anyway, Kelvin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, we're going to move on at this particular time. This is uh, Sydney Wolverton with Anchor Your Soul, um, and she is singing that along with Anna Beden. I'm thankful God hasn't let me go, because I've let him go many times. He keeps amazing me with how he's changing me I'm holding on this time And I keep on telling myself Don't dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Your life means more than you would ever know Don't waste it now Let him anchor your soul Your soul Your soul Your soul I'm thankful God hasn't let me go Cause I've let him go many times Keeps amazing me with how he's changing me. I'm holding on this time. And through the valley, through the deep, when the ocean's crashing in, I will trust, I will lean on the one who calms the sea. So remind me, don't dig up what you sowed in faith. Don't give up what won't be. Pushing me I see the glory 
To Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. Are you constantly amazed by the wonders of creation? Do you find the science behind all living things fascinating? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19 at Avondale College in Coorenbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. The road is long that leads me home tonight. Disappears into the distant light, my love. Don't give up on me. You know I love you, but I'm just a man. I don't always love you the best that I can, my love. Just don't. Don't give up on me Don't give up on me Don't give up on me I won't give up on you Got all these letters that I never did write this affection I kept inside my heart Don't give up on me Don't give up on me Don't give up on me Don't give up on me, Don't give up on me. I won't give up on
Sun. 